On today's Friday Fire, we are talking about how you can feel exhausted working on your health. We get it. We know that maybe there's new things that keep popping up, things that you might feel are setting you back from your goal and having moments where you feel amazing and then moments where you feel like nothing is working and you're just exhausted. So today we are talking all about how to push through these times and overcome the battles that you are facing because it is worth it. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to The Food Code. I am Becca, if you are new here. And I am with Liz. We are functional health practitioners. We are passionate about you pooping and sleeping well <laughs> and not hating your body. So funny because people are like three times a day. That seems a little excessive. And then for people who've been really chronically constipated, like sending me messages, Oh my God, I'm pooping two to three times a day. It feels so good. I feel so like empty, mm-hmm. full evacuations. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, you could beg the argument of two to three times, but the biggest thing is that you're fully moving your bowels. So funny. It's like people are like, the poop queen, how'd you become so passionate about it? I'm like, listen, because I lived chronically constipated and miserable for eight years. So Yeah. Yeah. Constipation sucks. So I dealt with it and I still on and off, like we're working through it because yeah. every time that my body gets super stressed, it is a symptom that comes back for me. And I think so. it is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I yep. think that there's a lot of people who do poop daily and are still constipated. Yeah. I mean, they feel like they're not constipated. They don't think of it as an issue, but when they really experience fully emptying your bowels, it's totally different than just, I I pooped. Right. And any change that you make just before we dive into this, I think it's important. Beck and I were talking about this earlier. Any change that you make with your food, your routine, things that you're consuming, like types of food, balance of food, um, in terms of like macronutrients or fiber levels, that is going to change your microbiome uh, because different bacteria feed and ferment off of different types of food. The other thing is when you think about a standard American diet to an unprocessed diet or the use of certain supplements or medications or you know Tylenol even, things like that, that all changes and impacts your microbiome. And so that can impact your motility. And so it is normal and pretty common to see in gut work motility needs a little bit more support, mm-hmm. uh, especially as we're killing off bacteria because they produce gases. And so anyways, we're not here to talk about that today, but full evacuation. You could check this with your transit time if you want. The ideal transit time is 12 to 18 hours. Honestly, getting yourself at two, just anything less than 24 hours is a good place to start. So I've shared this before and we did this uh, little transit time test unintentionally, but we had corn this mm. past yep weekend. And so we were teasing Marcus, you know, that's going to come out. And so of course the next morning, you know, he's like, Oh my God, mom, the corn, he sees it all in his stool. So it is undigestible. So you can do a half a cup of corn with dinner, look in your stool the next day, or you can use sesame seeds. If you don't Mm want to do corn, you can do some other things, um, you know, as well, but yeah, ideal transit time, fully emptying and eliminating is 12 to 18 hours, but definitely less than 24. So yeah, there's a little tip for Friday. Yeah. So if you are new here, this is not usually what we talk about on Fridays. Um, we, we usually do mindset and 
you know, the, the mental grit that it takes to get through healing journeys and weight loss and finding your best self and all of the things. Um, and then Mondays we typically do education mashups, kind of a mixture of everything. Wednesdays we try to do interviews with experts, uh, in our field and areas surrounding our field. And sometimes if we don't have interviews, we'll just do more education. So we talk all things, cortisol, stress, hormones, thyroid, gut, all, all kinds of crazy stuff. Detox, mom Detox, life. Detox, everything. Training, which we need to do a podcast on training. We should do it because it's a huge part. Like I, I think that I just did a you know reel on how strength training is not optional if you want to have a healthy life. It's just not. And it, I don't know when it became that way, when it became to where like, I'd have to find this reel. It's really bad. I need to remind me to show you on our walk later. Okay. Um, so one of my friends sent it to me and it's a doctor, like, mm-hmm. you know, a pretend doctor and talking to a patient. And he's like, in the 1990s, you know, your blood pressure and your cholesterol is really elevated. It's, it's something that you need to address or else it can get worse and it can cause, you know, essentially you can die from these things. And then it's like, fast forward to 2023. You know, the blood work doesn't look great, but whatever, like just manifest that you're healthy. You're beautiful. No matter what this says, you are, you know, just like Lizzo. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so no. bad. Was it this real? is so bad, but it's so funny. No, it was totally like a guy doing a skit um, oh, okay. type thing. Um, and the doctor was like, you do you, you are beautiful. No matter what size, no matter what your blood work says, no matter what your health markers say. And she's like, I am beautiful. <laughs> and then he's like, you go girl. It was actually really funny, but it was really bad too, because I was like, I feel like we're heading this path of like, don't worry if you don't want to exercise because it feels hard. Don't worry if you don't want to eat healthy because you don't like healthy food. Like, no, that's a problem. Do you know how important muscle mass is? Muscle mass is still the number one predictor of health. Mm -hmm. The number one is how much muscle mass you hold. It's really sad, you know, that we've gotten to this place where I think we're just soft in physically general. and <laughs> just in general, we're soft physically. We're soft with feelings. Yeah. People are afraid to speak out on certain topics because they're going to hurt somebody's feelings, but the truth needs to be told. People go by their feelings. Like I don't feel like it today, you know, and there are definitely situations where you should skip your workout. You yes. should rest. You should recover. You should go back to the gym when you're feeling physically better, but at the end of the day, that's not the situation for most people. So it is, um, you know, something that I think we need to do better at in terms of society. And you think about longevity, you know, I want to live a long, healthy life and I want to be able to move and walk and get up off the floor and not have, you know, joint pain that's debilitating. And, you know, the other day we were at the mall getting Marcus a haircut and we saw a lady and it's really sad. My grandma looked this way really, really hunched over, Mm -hmm. you know? And so even just for posture and maintaining, you know, your ability to age well and move well when you're 80, 90 years old, think about those things. People just think about the instant gratification right now. Well, if I went to the gym, I better burn off my cupcake or I went to the gym. And so now I get to go out and drink margaritas and tacos and it just is a wash, right? I'm being healthy because I'm working out and I'm earning these things. I used to be that person. That oh was yeah, on Saturdays. Percent me. I was Saturday. like, I would do the hardest workout Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely. It was like an hour and a half long, and I would just like burn myself out, and then I would go and be like, I deserve this seven martinis that I'm about to drink right now, and then I'd feel awful for three days, and then I'd get back to feeling okay by Saturday, and I'd do it all over again because I had a problem. <laughs> 
So the concept that we want to talk about today is kind of the, are you tired of trying? Are you tired of trying to improve your health and feeling like you're making progress, but then another setback hits or another plateau hits, or there's a problem or life gets stressful or something traumatic happens. And then, you know, you have periods where you feel amazing and then you have periods where you feel awful and it doesn't seem to make sense. And it's frustrating and exhausting. And what's the alternative? You know, there's a great, Hormozy, Alex Hormozy has a great little one-liner and he always says, and then what? Mm-hmm. So what? Then what do you do? You're yeah, if give you give up? up. <laughs> if you give up, then what? What do you do now? Okay, so I just gave up working on my goal because I got frustrated. Now what? Are you willing to accept the repercussions then of the fact that you gave up and things are just going to get worse? Yeah. When you could be on the brink of a breakthrough. You could be on a brink of one more week and the scale finally budges or that symptom goes away or your body, you know, starts to cooperate with you. I think people fail to negate that your body is such a beautiful, complex machine. It's not just something that you can put a bunch of junk into and expect to work well. I think I've given this analogy before and it probably doesn't make much sense to a lot of people. In my mind, it does. If I am driving a really nice Mercedes, do you expect that Mercedes to work really well if you're giving it diesel and it's not a diesel? It's not, right? You're going to have all kinds of problems here. And so that's what you have to think about is, are you putting the premium fuel into your gas tank and getting a smooth ride? Or do you think it's going to, you know, the car is going to be good if you hit the curb all the time and you leave your kid's garbage in the car. I'm kind of talking to myself here because I hit the curb all the time. No, I don't hit the curb all the time. My children's garbage is constantly in my car because I like find stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, that chocolate milk's from three days ago. Like, cause Carson will put it somewhere that I don't see. And like, it's going to wear and tear on your car. You're going to, you know, you, you try and shove things into the trunk. Like your body is a beautiful, intricately complex synergistic symptom system, multiple systems. Mm -hmm. And we think it's just going to push us through life. No matter what you put in it, it'll, it'll figure it out for a period of time. It might. And you know, some people don't experience the extreme symptoms that other people experience. That doesn't mean that they aren't dealing with things underlying. Doesn't mean that they don't have blood sugar issues or liver enzymes that are elevated or, you know, other blood markers, cholesterol is climbing up. They just don't know it because they never test. Like it's going to be hard and you're going to run in to tons of problems along the way. And it's how you maneuver through those problems. Do you let them completely derail you? And then you end up five steps backwards from where you were. Do you, you know, turn into this complete negative self-talk? where it just makes things worse and worse? Or do you think about it as, okay, this sucks, but so what? I'm this is what I'm, I'm going to keep pushing forward because this is what I asked for. I wanted health. I wanted a better physique. I wanted better, a better life. So this is what it takes. The people that preach to you that you don't have to Try hard. You, it shouldn't be that hard. You should be able to enjoy life. You should be able to do all of these things. 
I think a lot of people take that the wrong way in terms of what is enjoying life. Oh, I was going to say 100% hands down. Let's look at enjoying life 60 years ago compared to today, you know, hundreds of years ago compared to today. I think about this even beyond food and drinks. I think about this in terms of we played outside more. We didn't sit in front of TV all day. You really connected with your social circle. Community was much greater. Nobody had an option, right? People that were in your community were your people. They were your tribe. Now, what you see when you go to the restaurants is everybody's on their cell phone, right? They are disconnected to the people they're connected with in the moment. And we think about birthday parties solely as, yes, there's gifts, but cake, right? And what's the food going to be? And I, I mean, I was guilty of this for Marcus's birthday. We spent way too much money, had way too much food for a birthday party that, I mean, thankfully, like, yeah, we had a lot of leftovers. So I learned my lesson here, but you know, you want to give people something to eat. Sure. But we spent more time playing and connecting and like we, some people were doing puzzles. Some people were like, you know, playing with the toys that he was opening or just sitting and talking and connecting. And so I think the enjoyment of life needs to be shifted versus thinking about, I only enjoy my life when I am out on the patio with margaritas or I'm on vacation and just drinking the entire day away, you know, sitting in a beach chair, not moving my body. And yes, you should have relaxing time, but that can also be done many other ways as well. Day to day. Walks in nature, deep breathing, meditation, all of those things. So it's hard to say no to the societal norms. It's hard also not to like where you are physically. And so every Monday morning, I think would be something good for people to evaluate is how proud am I of the weekend and how do I feel? We used to have clients, and sometimes I still do have clients way on Friday and way on Monday because you can do really great. You've mastered Monday through Thursday, but the weekend might be where it all falls apart. This is where I kind of, you know, tell my girls, whatever that trigger day or time is, that's the sole focus. I don't need to worry about Wednesday at 10 a.m. that I've already got my snacks and I prepped and brought all my stuff. What I need to worry about is the four o'clock or the Friday after work when everybody's going to off uh, happy hour after, you know, we leave the office. What am I going to be putting into place that isn't going to leave me in a situation where I'm yet again sitting at the bar, drinking the drinks, eating the fried cheese curds, which are so damn delicious. I wish they weren't. And then Monday morning, I feel worse because I didn't stay the course with what my goals were. And so I think it's really important to intentionally plan. I used to do this. I would intentionally plan activities, shopping, or you know, different appointments um, at my trigger times to keep me preoccupied. And then once that time passed, it was a lot easier to then get through just the next couple of hours. Mm-hmm. So you got to choose your heart. I mean, you've seen the memes. Uh, one of the things that I saw the other day that, you know, again, this is coming from Alex uh, Hormozzi that he talked about and it hit home for me because we're in a growth phase again, and we're about to enter into another massive season of growth and leveling up in our business that his, his basic message was, you can like being broke and you can dislike, or you can dislike having to work long hours. You can dislike being broke or dislike working long hours. The, the gist was choose. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be broke or do you want to work long hours? Working long hours might suck, but then you're not broke. If you're broke, you're not working long hours, but you're broke, right? So the same thing comes to your health. If you're eating the cheese curds and drinking the wine every weekend, you're happy in the moment. 
but you're unhappy with yourself. And then if you're unhappy with yourself, right, everything else in yeah. life is not I, as good as you want it to be. I have mentioned this to many clients. I have found a direct correlation between how I feel and my mood. Mm -hmm. And if I do not feel good physically, I am very not pleasant to be around. I'm moody. I snap a lot easier. I'm just like, I, I get really quiet because I just, I focus a lot on how poorly I feel. And maybe this is a mental disorder that I need to work on, but it's something that I've noticed. And so I try and remind myself of that. Like, oh, you really want that drink or everyone else is having fun. Like it seems so nice. But to me, I'm so much happier when I feel good, like so much happier. And so I know what helps get me there, even if there's ups and downs. And yeah, like I have many days, in, even in the past year that I have not felt good, but it's, I am determined to give myself what I want in life. And I think it's important to note that you can also have many days that you don't feel good when you're working and doing all the things right. Exactly. You know, again, if there's a lot of dysfunction that you're turning around and you're really working to improve things, like whether it's removing toxins or rebalancing hormones or um, whatever the situation might be for you, I'm experiencing this currently. Like, I don't feel horrible, but I definitely don't feel great. And last week was a real big struggle. And so I have to keep reminding myself, what is the alternative? The alternative is that, sure, I can go back to, like generally I feel like I would say a seven out of 10, but I'm not necessarily happy with where I'm at because I know that there are a lot more things that I can accomplish, both physically and with health. And so I know that my option is to, keep pressing forward and I'm going to, you know, get through this and then things are going to be better on the other side or to go back to that seven out of 10 and settle. And this is where I think a lot of people don't ever get through to the other side because they settle. They decide this is too hard. No, I can't handle this. I just want to enjoy. I'm tired of focusing on myself. I haven't seen the physique changes because here's the thing, guys, if you saw the physique changes, I bet you're all about it. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, I'm losing weight. Doesn't I can matter. keep doing this. There's, you know, because it's worth it. Doesn't but, matter that you're eating 800 calories. But the, <laughs> the problem is that the things that you have to do to get to that place where physique can be a result are not always, everyone's fun. You know, like there's not, it's not your cup of tea. There's a, one of my clients actually sent me a quote this morning that says the discipline, discipline is the strongest form of self-love. It is ignoring current pleasure for a bigger reward to come. It is loving yourself enough to give yourself everything you've ever wanted. Yep. And it like it could not be said more beautifully than that. You you have to pick the things that are currently hard. And that's how I know I'm on point and I'm on track. Is like if this feels really hard, if I don't want to be doing this, I'm out of my comfort zone probably enough to where it's going to get me to where I want to be. Mhm. Yeah. And I think this is where you have to go into the day with a winner's mentality. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to keep pushing forward because this is what I have committed to. And I don't, you know, you, you have to think about keeping, we've talked about this a hundred times before, keeping the promise to yourself. I do this every day. Every, every day, every multiple day. times a day. Yeah. I do this for myself. Like I, I made this commitment. I want this. It but. feels really hard. Yeah, I want this, but I'm not going to do it because- No, I'm saying like, I want this in my, like for myself. I want oh. what I'm working towards for myself. Yeah. Even though this 
I made a really bad choice and made banana bread yesterday. She brought me some and I, I froze it. Some, <laughs> and I brought the rest to my mom's because my kids like are like kind of meh about it. And I love banana bread. And I was like chewing, I was like taking little bites of it on, fr- on Sunday. And I was like, I need to get this out of my house. I wanted that banana bread, but yeah, I want something bigger, more. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I have to constantly remind myself tons of times a day. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's the like delayed gratification. So we're both low carb today. She brought it to me. I'm like, I'm going to freeze this because on Friday, then I'll get to have a slice of it and, and try it. And in other seasons, that wouldn't be the case. We'd probably no, just probably share a piece, piece and enjoy it. And, and in seasons, you should. Yes. Okay. In seasons, you definitely should. But what we're getting at today is if you're in a place right now where you're working on a goal and you feel tired and you want to give up, you got to ask yourself, what is the alternative? What then? If I do give up, then what are you going to do? Yeah. And I just always come back to the Alex and Rosie. It's like, I just don't want to do this. So what? Do it anyways. Do it anyways. The amount of time that you feel like working out or the amount of times that you feel like getting, here's a great example for me lately, my nighttime routine with washing my face. It's the easiest thing for me to just be like, I brushed my teeth. Oh, I'm so tired. I have the worst, Wa- have the worst routine about my skincare. <laughs> <laughs> washing my face. And you know, then so cold showers too. Like I'm doing three to four cold showers a week. That's uncomfortable. That's okay. I didn't die. You're not going to die. You're actually going to feel a lot better afterwards. What I notice is that on days that I have a lot going on, my cold shower helps me with anxiety. I love my cold showers. I do them one to two times a day. Mm-hmm. They're not super long. They're usually like a minute to two minutes. But I, I almost don't shower hot anymore unless I have to wash my hair, which is like one to two times a week. But see, the thing is, it's better for you to put conditioner on your hair and rinse it cold. I never use conditioner. Okay, well, we need to have a serious overhaul of your routine. But um, if you guys, I, I think most people know this, it makes it more shiny. If you put conditioner on and then you rinse it cold, it makes it more shiny. My hair gets very greasy very easily. A very thick, coarse hair. So what do you use? Just like a two-in-one? I use shampoo. And I wash shampoo? my hair twice a week. Well, and it's very soft after I wash it. And concerned about your hair now you need some <laughs> conditioner uh anyways so what we're getting at here guys is you're not gonna die keep pressing forward everyone gets tired everyone has bad days everyone goes through the trenches and you're not alone this is where you can lean on the support of a friend a practitioner a spouse a loved one i communicate very i feel like mm. very well or strongly maybe is a better word uh with my husband, because I want him to know so that he can be prepared. If I'm crabby AF, why? Like last week, it was funny. My back was really bothering me for whatever reason on Thursday and Friday. And Marcus has been riding his bike around, you know, the pond and the lake. And I said, normally we've been like running with him. I was like, but like my back just really hurts. I'm not going to be running with you. He's like, why mommy? So tell him. So I guess he told him in the car and then Art's like, her back doesn't hurt. She's fine. And I'm like, okay, well maybe I should I just wasn't complaining about it, you know, Um, but tell you that. Yeah. So I also try to be over communicative of, Hey, what's coming up this weekend. I'm packing all the things. What can I do for you? What do you want to eat? But here's what I have on my plan so that it doesn't come into a situation where I'm derailing and then I'm angry because there wasn't a strategy in place because that falls on me only at that point in time. And it's the summer. 
I know Beck and I both like we're packing a lot of things. I feel like all I do is pack my cooler and we go places and pack yeah. the cooler and go places. You know, it's a season. Am I tired of doing it? Yeah, I'm fucking tired of doing it. But guess what? Emotions don't matter. You commit to it and you follow through with your decisions. And then lo and behold, one day you wake up and you're like, there's the confidence that I've been looking for. Confidence comes from evidence. Confidence comes from action. Confidence comes from keeping promises to yourself. The evidence is you keeping those promises and things shifting and things changing. And the more evidence that you have from committing to things and following through, the more confidence that you have. Because you've now shown yourself that I actually can go to the party and not drink. That I can go to the event, whatever it might be, and not cave to the buffet of all of the foods that do taste very delicious but are very inflammatory for you. That's how you build confidence. And if you're lacking confidence, you lack evidence. So confidence is built through evidence. Start to shift your mindset into, I'm tired, I don't want to do this anymore, to what can I do better? How can I build more confidence? What more evidence can I give myself that this is worth it? Come on.